presented by Longhorn Distributing. Adrian brought us here along with Sal Montes. You know the number to call. 8805763 number to get into the program 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter online our free mobile app powered by United Bank again it's minor talk presented by Longhorn Distributing you can get in right now on the program at 8805763 the miners defeat Stephen F Austin in their home opener 24 to 14 and Sal Montes is back oh man I'm back just like the defenders in the pocket. How about that? I'm back. I'm back here, Adrian. It's awesome. Big win by the Miners. Defense was impressive, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll unravel all that. It's good to be back, though. It's really good to have you back, Sal, and it's just good to start up another season of Miner Talk. Loved last year and really want to just jump right into it. All right, let's not let's not sugarcoat it. It wasn't a pretty, pretty performance by the Miners, especially early on. There was a little bit of worry. Uh, actually, I should say a lot of bit of worry uh, from from uh, what we saw early on. Uh, Stephen F. Austin led 14-3. to The Miners respond with three unanswered touchdowns to take the win, 24-14. to I liked the pass game. I liked what I saw from Gavin Hardison. He threw for uh, 212 yards on 17 of 28 passing. Did have an interception, but also had a nice touchdown pass. I loved his connection with Jacob Cowing, the sophomore from Maricopa, Arizona. Seven catches for him for 116 yards of receiving, but let's not bury the lead here. The story of the night, Dion Hankins, Parkland graduate, El Paso's leading all-time rusher coming out of the high school ranks tonight. 17 carries, took him a little bit of time to get going, but once he did, had finished off today with 113 rushing yards and a pair of scores. Oh man, oh man, it was so fun to watch Dion Hankins tonight in his UTEP minor debut officially, right? Because we saw a little bit from Dion Hankins, we saw from what he uh, gave us a little bit from last year, but man, oh man, what he delivered today was a lot of fun to watch. 880-5763, number to get into the program. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. It's going crazy right now on social media. But I want to jump out right now to uh, our other Lubingo studios with Steve Kaplowitz, who got a chance to watch the game as well. Steve is joining us as well here on the program on Minor Talk, presented by Longhorn Distributing. Steve, UTEP defeats Stephen F. Austin 24-14 to for their season opener. What were your thoughts on this one? Well, let's put it this way. When it was 14-3, to uh, I was thinking to myself, oh, man, this is going to be a tough night, and this is going to be a tough show, and next week's going to suck. But you know what? The Miners didn't give up a single point after that, and they outscored uh, Stephen F. Austin 21-0 with those three straight uh, touchdowns, and I- I'm happy. I mean, ultimately, would you like to have seen a lopsided destruction of an FCS opponent? Absolutely. But the fact remains that when um, it looked bleak for UTEP, they were able to get themselves back in the game. And I'm going to tell you right now, guys, I know where a lot of talk is going to be on Deion Hankins. But remember this, for much of the game, UTEP could not run the ball at all. And you know what? Gavin Hardison was making up for that. He threw pass after pass. I love the accuracy. He had some drops, one that should have been six points, but uh, unfortunately it didn't go for him. But you look at what he was able to do, and when the Miners couldn't run, they were throwing the ball, and and they were able to move six to ten yards at a time and have some big third down plays. I was impressed with the redshirt sophomore guys, and um, I know it's FCS, I know it's Stephen F. Austin, but the fact is, Gavin Hardison played really well, and his only mistake was when he was going to be sacked, and as he was going down, he threw the ball, and instead of getting it out of bounds, it was picked off. Other than that, you could look at Hardison and say he played a really nice game for the Miners tonight. Yeah, especially, you know, I loved what Hardison did late in the second quarter on that 16-play, 83-yard drive that was capped off by a four-yard passing touchdown to Justin Garrett. I thought he showed a lot of poise in that whole drive. I, I just scratch my head when I see different play calls from Dana Dimmel, like throwing Calvin Brownholtz in as a change-of-pace quarterback, and you just know that he's going to run up the middle. I like the adjustments they made at half 
for the running game on offense, and I think that's where you really saw Deion Hankins explode out of the backfield. That nice run from 41 yards out. I also liked what I saw from Jacob Cowing and Justin Garrett in the receiving game. I, I yep. think that you you really just look at this whole offense as a unit and just be and you're just happy and more optimistic moving forward about the Miners. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, look, Hankins. <laughs> When you watch him run, it's so interesting because he doesn't have the Aaron Jones burst, okay? But what he does have is big, powerful, bruising style. We said it earlier. He's a banger. When you watch him run, he is an absolute banger. 15 pounds of muscle this offseason he put on. And and some are saying, well, maybe it's taken away from that speed. Well, if he's running over people, that's going to be big. And he did that in the second half today against Stephen F. Austin. And when UTEP was rotating Quadrez Wadley, Josh Fields, and Deion Hankins, Hankins ultimately was gaining the most yards. And then as they gave him the ball more in the second half, just wore down that rush defense from Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, meanwhile, on the flip side, defensively for the Miners, they started off slow. I mean, the quarterback, Trey Self, who's a senior from Stephen F. Austin, made the Miners look a little, uh, I guess, underprepared when in the opening half. He yep. started off a 6 of 9 for uh, completion. He also finished the first half over 100 yards passing with a touchdown, had a 202 quarterback rating, and when they were up, 14 to 3 he was really flourishing in that Stephen F Austin uh, Austin offense and I really liked what the Miners did in the second half defensively locking down on him loved that interception I saw from Duron Lowe in the back of the end zone I think that was the game changer right there because it set up the nice UTEP drive which was capped off by a Deion Hankins touchdown and oh man that was that really sealed the deal for the Miners in the third quarter no, you're you're right, and, and that was an awful pass by Self. Let's just be honest. Uh, Trey Self, that pass was thrown into a double coverage. He wasn't anywhere near the receiver, and you know, Low made a great play to make the pick. But you're right, that play took the air out of of uh, the Lumberjacks' offense. They were running down the field, and it was a three-point game at the time. It was close, and everybody was thinking, oh, man, here we go again. But you know what? At that point, UTEP was able to put it away, and that was the thing. Key third down plays, then the big run, and then the touchdown from Hankins and everything else. But you're absolutely right. Give the defense a ton of credit because the, the point is they did things tonight they didn't do last year, creating turnovers. That was big. Putting pressure on the quarterback when they needed to. And although they fell behind, they never gave up. This wasn't a defense that suddenly said to themselves, oh, here we go again. It's 2019 and 2018 all over again, guys. They were able to settle down and and shut down Stephen F. Austin. And I know the Lumberjacks are going to be kicking themselves because they're going to probably go back and say, we had this game. We just could not figure out a way to get those scores that would have ultimately uh, made it so much tougher for UTEP in the second half. 8805763 number to get into the program. We'll get to some calls in a moment. Also some great tweets coming in. But Steve, before we let you go, what do you want to see from the Miners this week in practice as we lead uh, into game week against Texas on the road in Austin on September 12th? I mean, look. They're going to be massive underdogs, okay? And after watching what we saw tonight, uh, there's a very good chance that Texas will cover the 42 or whatever it's going to be, and it's going to get ugly. But you know what I want UTEP to do? I want them to play with some confidence. I want them to go into Austin with a nothing-to-lose-everything-to-gain mentality and just go out there and, and realize that, you know, it's going to be a they're playing the 14th-ranked team in the country in a place that is a very difficult place to play, and it's not going to be easy for them. But they've got to win. They've got something to look at that's positive right now. And let's be honest, Adrian, there haven't been a lot of W's. I mean, Houston Baptist was the last time we got a win uh, for UTEP fans this, uh, you know, and that was, a, that was what, about a year ago, a little, uh, little more than that when they kicked off their season. So I'm just happy for the guys. They don't know what it's like to win. They haven't tasted winning so much very often. So I hope they go into practice feeling good about themselves and again, uh, come out uh, loose next Saturday and, and try to play Texas the way Stephen F. Austin came out tonight to play the minors. And I think that's the best way to put it. You know, just come out there and, and try to put a little heat on them early and see what can happen. I totally agree with you on that, Steve. Hey, really appreciate you joining us for Minor Talk, especially to kick off the season. Really appreciate your insight and really looking forward to an awesome week next week of Sports Talks beginning on Tuesday. 
Can't wait. Have a great show. Sal, welcome back. You Thank and you, Adrian, Steve. have a great time. Take lots of calls today, and I'll talk to you guys at Tuesday at 4. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. He's Steve Kaplowitz. We're going to take a time out right now. We've got a lot of calls to get to and a lot of tweets as well. Stay with us as Minor Talk, presented by Longhorn Distributing, continues only on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back to Minor Talk. We're presented by Longhorn Distributing. Adrian Bratis along with Sal Montes as we continue. Miners get a win 24-14. to We've got calls to get to. Let's go to some tweets really quick. Locomotive Miner tweets the program. Glad the Miners won. Huge win by Locomotive 2. Great night for El Paso Sports. Also tweeting into the program, G. Flores, we finally have a quarterback that can sling it and a back that can run it over dudes. Defense was okay too. It was only versus Stephen F. Austin, but they finished off strong after starting slow. 8805763 number to get into the program, 600 ESPN El Paso if you want to tweet us on Twitter. Let's go to the mayor of Las Cruces, Eddie Morelos, who's joining us first on the phone lines. Eddie, what's going on, my man? Man, I'm already back home. Wow, you made it quick, man. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Adrian, I just want to point out two positives uh, from tonight that, that really stuck out to me, and I really hope that that the people of El Paso take this in and think about this, uh, of why to go out to some bowl stadium uh, throughout the, the, the college football season. Point number one, the running backs of UTEP. I believe two out of the three that were on the field tonight are from El Paso, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, especially the Hankins kid. Actually, Josh Fields, too, man. Uh, they look pretty darn good. They got so much potential, and uh, it's like Steve pointed out, you know, the difference between uh, Hankins and Jones. Uh, Hankins, man, he, he's got some great potential, and, um, you know, down the, down the hallway from where you were at, Adrian, uh, I was yelling, feed the man, feed the man. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was hoping that they'd just give him the ball. And actually, all the running backs, I felt like the UTEP Miners needed to run the ball a little bit more to start out the game. Uh, but it all worked out. So that's point number one, El Paso fans. Get out there and support, uh, support the local uh, El Paso running backs, um, and, and you'll be uh, pleasantly uh, surprised at what they can do uh, in the college level. Uh, point number two, Adrian, is the renovated stadium. Oh, my goodness. It is it is really nice uh, with those box seats and, and <laughs> the, all the amenities that, that go along with that. Uh, again, El Paso City, uh, people of El Paso, go check it out for yourself. Um, it's a great atmosphere tonight. I, I felt the atmosphere was really neat. Uh, you know, not not a, as many people as we're used to. Uh, but, again, it was a great environment, beautiful night, and the renovations are great. So those are my two points, Adrian, the running backs uh, and, and the renovations. And, and I don't know if you agree with me there, but it was, those are two positives that I believe the city of El Paso should uh, get behind. Hey, Eddie, appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in, and always appreciate you uh, you calling in uh, on the program. Uh, Love talking to you earlier today as well. First off, I totally agree with you on the running backs, especially Deion Hankins. Didn't really uh, see too much of Josh Fields. Didn't get to see um, him a lot. He only he did carry the ball ten times today, but just didn't do too much on the ground. Averaged only uh, two and a half yards per carry, whereas Deion Hankins averaged almost seven yards a carry. Now I'll go to your other point about the Sun Bowl renovations love them and I'll definitely get into that and some more COVID stuff the differences that we saw I guess we I should say from today but I want to touch on something that you said um, when you were talking about the running backs about how they should have ran the ball a little bit more to start off I kind of disagree on that because at the end of the first half the Miners had 16 rushing attempts for just 37 yards they could not get their running backs working and it wasn't until Deion Hankins had that 10 yard rushing touchdown to cap off the first half where they uh, kind of turned the corner a little bit on the ground, but then you you saw a little bit better uh, running game in the second half from the Miners once they got Deion Hankins working. But, Eddie, I really appreciate the call. Thanks for weighing in. 8805763, number to get into the program. we got one line available. Let's go to Mark next on the program. Mark, what's going on? Hey, good evening, Adrian. It was a beautiful night at the stadium. Uh, the people that didn't go should should definitely check it out. Um, I was very pleased with the Miners. I think 
the biggest thing that stands out to me is, unlike minor teams of the past, is they made a big play when they needed it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, several times, offense and defense both, and I think that was the big thing that stood out. But uh, the offensive line and the quarterback and, and the receivers made some great catches, especially in that first half. Yeah, I agree with you, Mark, and uh, I really appreciate you getting into the program as well. I'm glad you enjoyed the game, and uh, you know, when we're talking about things like big plays, I totally agree with you on that, because the Miners were in two big predicaments in this game. They were down 14-3, to then the Miners score back-to-back, first to close out the half, which was really significant, and then they take the lead going into the third quarter with that nice uh, turnover that they got, that fumble recovery by Justin Prince. It was a forced fumble by Davion Inyang, which was huge in the nickel position. And then you also look at what they did in the second half. It was 17-14. to The Miners had the lead. Stephen F. Austin had just picked off Gavin Hardison, and they put together a really nice drive. They were actually driving all the way inside the Miners' red zone, but Duran Lowe was able to pick off Trey Self in the back of the end zone, which set up a nice Deion Hankins 41-yard run and then a six-yard rushing touchdown which capped off his second score. Sal, that was those are two really big plays right there. Uh, big plays and the best part is um, in previous seasons we would probably get, we would probably see one of those. Let me rephrase that. We would probably see one of those every other quarter. This was in a sequence. The Miners actually had a sequence and for the first time in a long time not only did things go their way but they they played composed with the exception of somebody being ejected. I mean we know about that but right. you, you take away that and you look at a pretty well disciplined team as opposed to last year and the year before I think that is huge they did not shoot themselves in the foot as many times as they used to there was only a couple of uh, hiccups and it came on the first game of the season so I think the team looked a lot more disciplined than last year and it's going a long way 880-5763 number to get into the program let's go to Ying Yang Samurai who joins us next on the phone lines Ying Yang Hey, thanks so much for giving us a call, my man. Uh, what'd you think of the Miners' first game of the season? Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing real well, Ying Yang. What about you, man? No, no. Um, all I could tell you, Adrian, is uh, it's been a pretty good evening. Uh, we're here celebrating here at uh, at, at our house. I uh, just wanted to weigh in, uh, just uh, give you a couple of quick thoughts on the game. Uh, I mean, what can we say other than... Isn't it a lot easier, Adrian, when you have a guy that's a, a pure passer to open everything else up as opposed to years past when it was just kind of just winging it, a lot of running? Uh, I think I've always said, Adrian, that uh, any good team, you, you need to have a, a decent mixture of running pass. You can't, have, you can't just be running the ball. I think uh, when the miners uh, were struggling, uh, we saw adjustment, and we, we got to see Hardison, you know, move the ball, and I'm, I guess I'm just a firm believer, Adrian, that uh, if you can move the ball, it opens everything up in between the tackles for you to run. Uh, a very good uh, game for Deion Hankins. Uh, I think I've always uh, been one of those to say that I, I think he should have been playing sooner, but yep. why, complain about, why complain about before he's playing now? But uh, I think going for, uh, forward, I think Coach Demo needs to feed the ball to Hankins and then let let uh, Hardison stretch the field. Look, look, look for anything in terms of passing, because I think that that's going to be the that's going to be the the mixture that will either get him the win. If he can't get that, it'll be losses. But a good uh, step forward today. And also, I'm glad the Clippers lost. And I appreciate you guys. Uh, Good way to start the season, and uh, looking forward to more minor talk this season. Hey, we're looking forward to you calling back, Ying Yang. Thanks for getting in on the program. Really appreciate that. I just want to touch on uh, one thing that that he really uh, he really hammered in, and I I think it's really important to know. UTEP needed a pure passer in a in a guy like Gavin Hardison. What I saw from Hardison today should not go unnoticed because he had this unmatched chemistry with Jacob Cowling. He even got the ball to Justin Garrett in this game five different times, including. A touchdown pass as well. He got his receivers involved, and he even had passes to Devon Cooper, Walter Don. He threw it out of the, uh, to to his tailbacks coming out of the backfield. I really liked what I saw from Gavin Hardison in Game One, but it goes over to something that I'm really frustrated about, uh, Sal. 
It's play calling at times mm. from the minors, especially early on. You're scratching your head. You're wondering, why are they doing the same exact play that we've seen this team do over and over again, which is run the ball right up the middle in front of in front of different defensive tackles. That's why Deion Hankins took a while to get going, because he had to bounce across some of these different tackles, get out of the, the middle of it, and kind of run on an angle. I had Shahan J. Raja of Dave Campbell's Texas Football kept texting me, angles, angles, every time <laughs> Deion Hankins would run the ball and have to get away from, I, I guess, his intended blockers uh, up front. But man, sometimes I was just scratching my head thinking, what, what what's the play call? here what is the strategy behind this yeah and we know Dion's a bruiser but so do the all the other teams that UTEP's going to be going up against that's going to be his forte or that's what they think it is rather and as the game went on you hit it right on the head he was he was starting to move around the game was appearing differently and I think that's why he was able to break away and another interesting thing is too yeah he finishes with 116 yards but without that 41 yard burst in the fourth quarter um, that yards uh, per average is looking a lot lower and it could be a completely different stat line that we're looking at saying Hankins two touchdowns but didn't get 100 yards this was just the icing on the cake maybe this is something uh, that's an eye opener for him to say you know what I had a tough first half but doesn't matter I'm gonna run over everybody else the rest of the season he played with confidence too in the second half and when you hear him speak and when you hear him play two completely different things and I love it yeah we'll get to uh, Dion Hankins comments in just a little bit but first let's go over to Twitter 8805763 number to get into the program as we continue if you would like to weigh in on the UTEP's home opening opening win 24-14 against Stephen F. Austin let's go to Twitter Tim Mang tweets the program things to like in game one Hankins Hardison Cowing and all the receivers need the O line to get a little bit better as a crew on defense, like the turnovers. Otherwise, we need that scheme to catch up. 8805763, number to get into the program. We're also at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. King Eric tweets the program nice solid win to start the year Dion and cowing have turned into absolute monsters for this offense i think gavin played extremely well he can really throw the ball can read defense as well and things looking promising for this year hopefully 8805763 our friend joe chacon tweets the program for what it's worth much applause for this crowd they saw a win he also follows this up by saying whatever happens next weekend hankins and hardison give me hope moving forward these guys have the making of a dynamic duo hashtag get to a bowl hashtag minor talk hey joe i'm just gonna slow you down just a little bit here because hey i like the optimistic thank you i like positivity especially when we're talking about the because we just have not seen a lot of uh, positivity when it comes to UTEP football. But I also want to pump the brakes because this is also an FCS opponent in Stephen F. Austin. This was an FCS opponent who finished middle of the pack in the Southland Conference last year and pretty much kind of below the pack if you want to look at it from a record perspective finishing three and nine in 2019 and the miners struggled against them early on 14 to three until uh, really the late part of the first half where they were able to score back-to-back touchdowns and get and kind of get some nice momentum moving forward then capped off the game with a nice touchdown that really sealed the deal along with an interception in the back of the end zone by Duron Lowe as a huge turnover that really sealed the deal uh, defensively as well for the miners so while you can think positively, especially about Gavin Hardison and Dion Hankins, throw Jacob Cowing in the mix as well. I just want to pump the brakes and say, hey, let's see how the Miners fare against the other FCS opponent they have in Abilene Christian. Let's see how they fare against the Sun Belt opponent on the road September 26th against Louisiana Monroe. And let's, of course, see how this minor team fares against Conference USA opponents because they haven't beaten a Conference USA Ooh. team since they beat Rice back in 2018, Sal. Yeah, and that was in the state of Texas, too. (laughs) So it's been a very long time since they won a conference game outside the state. So for the Miners, what do you want to say, man? It's sports. You win one week, next week is a whole completely different story. So I definitely think they got to ride the high off of this one. Look at what they did right. But the difference between this year and the last year, I think, is when they look at the film, they're going to look at things that they'll be able to do 
again, not so much, hey, let's continue to get better at this, better at this until we're average. I think they're solid at some spots, and they're only going to get better as the season progresses. So I'm excited. There's not a lot of uh, bad to take from uh, as opposed to before, and uh, this is a trend upwards, I think. Joe John Sr. tweets the program, Hardison looking good for UTEP. He's really excited about Gavin Hardison and what he brings to the table. Hey, we're going to get to a lot more in the program. We're going to get to our player of the game presented by the Oscar Audi at the All-State Agency, the official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. We're also going to get to the play of the night presented by Taco Avocat. We're also going to talk about COVID-19 differences that we saw on game day, Sun Bowl renovations, and a whole lot more. Stay with us as Miner Talk continues, presented by Longhorn Distributing, only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back to Minor Talk. We're presented by Longhorn Distributing, 880-5763, number to get into the program. If you want to weigh in on UTEP season opener against Stephen F. Austin, 24-14 victory. Now is the time to do so. I'm Adrian Bratis, he's Sal Montes, and together we bring you Minor Talk here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go to Jaime. He's out in Santa Teresa. He's joining us next on the phone lines. What's up, Jaime? Hey, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. Jeez, I'm used to, so used to calling It's almost midnight, five. Pinky. Come on, man. <laughs> and I'm not even sleepy. I'm <laughs> it's still, definitely still afternoon. Hyped, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still hyped up. But, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, first of all, I want to thank you guys for having the show afterwards. And uh, and I want to thank uh, Tyson and um, um, Mr. Torres for the, the good comments they did and the great job. And to ESPN3 for putting it over on, on for those of us that had to opt out and not be able to go to the game, mm-hmm. and and and, it, and you know what? It really does hurt when you're sitting here watching it when you know you could have been there. But you know, we, sometimes and with this thing going on, a bunch of us talked about it, and a bunch of us said, "No, we just better stay home." Yeah, but, you you, know, you weren't you weren't alone in that, Pinky. Not at all. I think there was a lot of people missing out. I, which, by the way, we'll we'll get into the crowd a little bit later. But keep going, man. But you know, the, the crowd sounded great, even though for six thousand, you would. If you wouldn't know there were 6,000 there, I mean, you would have thought there was a packed house. And they did a great job. And my kudos to the crowd and, and, uh, and to, uh, you know, it's a minor win is a minor win. I don't care who it is against what or anything. You know, we're, we're from here and, and we root for our home team. And, and I'm glad everything, and especially when you get somebody from your home hometown doing as good as he did. And then I'm talking about Dion. And uh, uh, he did a great job. Now on Hardison, it was good to see them go downfield on passes. I mean, that, the last few years with with the other guy, they would have like a third and nine, and they would throw a three yard pass. But this time, at least they were going past the sticks and trying and getting the first downs and stuff. So I think that was a big key too, is that they, that they got away from one the, the little things they were doing last year to what they, they they opened up a little bit. This is just the first game, and, and you know. It's, it's hopefully it'll be a nice long season for all of us, and and to enjoy this this minor team and I and I do I do see a little bit of a difference, and especially when you win, you get that little extra step in you and and deflates the other team, and the, I to me you know Deion Hankins is, did a great job on offense, but the biggest play to me was that interception in the corner. Yeah, yeah, that was a that, that was a that, monstrous that, that turned everything around. It went from from uh, seventeen to fourteen to. 24 to 14 on the next drive, and that gave a two possession uh, uh, lead, and that made a big difference in the game. But uh, the, yeah, that, those are my inputs, and thanks a lot, guys. I, I mean, I really miss you guys. Sal, you're the fan, Sal. <laughs> you, I mean, it's all you. And uh, El Paso, hopefully, we'll be able to get this over this thing and get a little bit more people to get to go more and more. And uh, you know, I love going to the games, and you know that as well as more than anybody else. Adrian, because you see me in all as many places as, at UTEP as, as we can. So, you know, El Paso, you know, keep your heads up. Good job, UTEP Miners. Good job, coaching staff. 
and uh, I'm dying to see the inside of the Sun Bowl. Hi, <laughs> Jaime. Appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in. Eight eight zero five seven six three number to get into the program. Yeah, I want to talk about the fans. Let's talk about. Let's just open up the can of worms on the whole COVID nineteen uh, protocols that have that were going on at the Sun Bowl and everything that we had. I, I had I had mixed reactions from people. Some people were texting me that you know they had uh, they they were looking around the stands and they saw everybody wearing masks and you know everybody was practicing a good social distancing which, by the way, if you want to call in and give us that joke again, I promise you, you haven't been the first. You'd probably be the 50th uh, after all the calls that we've gotten on Sports Talk trying to make that joke. But nonetheless, I mean, I also heard it on the flip side that there were not – or there were fans not wearing masks, and they were just kind of going about their uh, business, st- sit, uh, sitting in the stands, and you know, still practicing social distancing, but not adhering to the mask uh, policy that was going on at UTEP. I understand. I mean, you know, no, I, I don't understand about not wearing your masks, but I understand UTEP's problem right now in trying to administer that. I mean, there's only so many security members that you have out there. But other than that, Sal, just throwing that away, I actually thought that UTEP did a good job at their game day protocols i thought that that you know you go around all the different concourse areas they had everybody spaced out uh in a proper way they had security officials at uh all the different restrooms to do counters they had sanitation stations Mm -hmm. i objectively thought they did a good job for the first game and i thought everybody was pretty much scattered across you saw the band social distance you saw the cheerleading section section social distance today um and uh even the players and coaches you know you saw the all the coaches wearing masks uh, during the game. And for the players themselves, you know, I understand they're not going to be social distancing at all, but you like the fact that they're getting tested three times a week during mm-hmm. game day weeks. So those are good things right there for COVID-19 protocols. There were 6,047 fans at the Sun Bowl today as far as the attendance goes. Man, I'll, I'll tell you, I actually thought it was a really nice turnout. I didn't expect okay. that. I, I thought they were really loud. I thought fans were excited i loved absolutely loved i don't know if you saw my pictures but those luxury (laughs) seats were incredible man if you're up there next to the press box you've got a tv in front of you you've got an ability to have a like a buffet right behind you you can have these rolling chairs when you're sitting atop the 50 yard line man those are beautiful oh man i gotta take a look over there one of these days utep really did it big this time with uh with the renovations i know that's something they were really proud of going into this season and um as far as the uh, the COVID restrictions go, I think as the season goes on, there's going to be some changes. I don't know what they'll be, um, but this is only the first game of the season. It, I know for sure, just, just looking on Twitter, not just UTEP, but other schools as well, not everybody was happy with the COVID guidelines, and understandably so. It's an unprecedented time, so <laughs> like bear, bear with everybody, but um, also there's no way that the rules that are in place now are going to be exact as the season unfolds because things can change. You know, let, Let's say um, it could get lighter, it could get heavier. I have no idea, but I do want to commend uh, all the universities for being able to put on a show. It, it was tough to even start of uh start a team this season for anybody and for everybody out there who was able to put on a show following the restrictions doing their best uh, they gave the people what they wanted and you got to commend that 880-5763 number to get into the program we're also at 600 espn el paso on twitter let's go over the some of the game notes for this uh for this matchup i want to start off with how this game really got going on with Stephen f austin starting at the 25 yard line trey self their senior quarterback had uh he was two for two in that opening drive then later turned that quickly to three for three he had 75 passing yards on a six play uh 75 yard drive that uh cap- was capped off by a nice touchdown past 17 yards uh, to Raquel from quarterback Trey Self, and that put the the Lumberjacks up seven to nothing early on into this one. Uh, Hardison threw, throws on a run. He had a nice pass to Jacob Cowing on UTEP's opening drive, but Quadres Wadley dropped a pass, and then we saw the new Australian punter in Josh Sloan kick his first and only punt of the night. The uh, Stephen F. Austin Lumberjack started out at their two-yard line. They were backed up into their own territory. Dennis Barnes 
who played in place of Josh Caldwell at the cornerback position, had an awesome tackle on that opening play. I actually thought he had a safety, and I wonder when they look back on film uh, if they're going to find out that was a safety or not. But praise on Mahuli came on a nice edge rush on third down and forced a three and out by Stephen F. Austin. He was credited with the quarterback hurry. Stephen F. Austin punted it to the UTEP 47. Hardison connected again with Jacob Cowing, and he hit uh, Devon Cooper for a nice third down pass in this one. Hankus ha- had two rushing uh, plays in this drive, but just didn't really get going. He had two rushes for just uh, two yards each. Hardison overthrows uh, in the back of the end zone Justin Garrett, so Gavin Beckley is forced to kick a 22-yard field goal. Actually, that was Walter Don Jr. that uh, that uh, Gavin Hardison overthrew in the opening quarter. That put the game at 7-3. to Well, what does Stephen F. Austin do in the second quarter? They respond with a 12-play, 84-yard drive that was capped off by a rushing touchdown by DeLeon Ward. That was a six-minute drive that really uh, took the life out of the Miners early on. I was a little worried at this point because I, I saw what Trey Self was doing to the UTEP secondary. He was 6 of 9 through the air for 106 passing yards, a touchdown, and a 202 quarterback rating. The Lumberjacks at this point, they led 14 to 3 against UTEP, the FBS school in this scenario. And I was scratching my head wondering what's going on. And UTEP puts together this really long drive that at, at some points had some bad, bad spots. They had uh, they threw in Bra- Calvin Brownholtz in as the backup um, backup quarterback who came in as like a change of play of pace quarterback. They had this long, long drive, and then on a fourth down conversion. Gavin Hardison was able to keep it alive and actually allow the Miners setting up a four-yard passing touchdown from uh, Hardison to Justin Garrett. That put the Miners at a 14 to 10. Uh, they were trailing 14 to 10 at this point. Well, what happens next was really a, a big, big difference maker for the Miners. Stephen F. Austin fumbled it. It was Davion Inyang, the nickel corner, who forced this fumble. Justin Prince recovers, scoops it up, and takes. Takes it all the way to give the Miners in a first and goal situation. It was huge right there. Dion Hankins had a 10-yard rushing t- touchdown, and the 6,047 fans who were there were roaring for the El Paso um, running back and his first career touchdown with the Miners. It was halftime, and UTEP had back-to-back touchdowns, leading 14 to seven. Sal, when we're oh, talking about the first, the end of the first half, what do you think about that? I thought. What a turn of events. I mean, UTEP essentially undid all the bad work that they had laid out within about two minutes, two and a half minutes. Not just on offense, of course, but on defense as well. The offense finally complemented the defense and vice versa, and we got to see that today. We haven't seen that much before, before the Miners to be able to pull a stretch of plays in their favor, and not just any kind of plays. We're talking about big plays, game-changing plays, and uh, this essentially laid it all out for them to just play solid defense in the second half. And if you're the Miners, you got to capitalize on the momentum. They haven't done that in a while, Adrian. Finally, they got it. I totally agree with you. Let's go to the third quarter. UTEP started the the first opening, or I start, I'm sorry, they started their first possession of the second half with the ball at their own 35 yard line. Jacob Cowing had a 21 yard catch on a third and 19. That was a difference maker. That set up a Hankin 16 yard run. It was a fourth and one situation for the Miners, and then they fumbled the snap. It was one of the uh, most bizarre points for the Miners at this point uh, because Gavin Hart. Hardison had played pretty much a perfect game up until this where he fumbled the snap on fourth down and one. So that was a turnover on down. Stephen F. Austin took over at the 19-yard line. They had a 14-yard pass on a third down, which made you kind of get worried a little bit for the UTEP secondary. But nonetheless, the Miners were able to hold them. They forced a punt. UTEP took over at their own 16-yard line. Jacob Cowing had a nice third down catch again on this one. They threw in Josh Fields to try to get him going on the ground but couldn't get much happening there and Gavin Hardison had an interception that actually made you a little bit more worried about Stephen F. Austin and maybe what they could do coming back. Remember at this point in the third quarter the Miners only led 17-14. to Stephen F. Austin takes over. They had a great fourth down conversion inside their own territory. How about a 31-yard run on third and one? 
for the Lumberjacks. It set up what we thought would be a, a, a red zone score for the Lumberjacks, but Duron Lowe intercepted the ball in the back of the end zone, really a game-saving pick by Duron Lowe, who had a 101-yard kickoff return for a touchdown last year, which was a highlight of the special teams for the Miners. UTEP took over at their own 20-yard line. Deion Hankins put together some nice runs on this drive, a 41-yard rush into uh, Lumberjack territory, and then he capped off the drive with a six-yard rushing touchdown. The Miners led 24-14 and never looked back. 880-5763, number to get into the program. We're also at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and online at 600ESPNElPaso.com. Let's go to the Iceman, my friend who's joining us on the phone lines right now, Brandon Cohn. Brandon, you've seen Dion Hankins since he was a wee pup, as you would say, at Parkland High School. And we get to see him tonight. Oh, man, what a treat. Oh, yeah, my friend. First of all, great job as usual, both of you fellas. I'll tell you what, you know, we covered him for years at Parkland. We knew he was really going to be something special, especially when he made it collegiately. And, and, you know, you saw him essentially like his coming out party tonight. All he needed was the opportunity, and that's exactly what he got was the opportunity tonight. His first game as a minor, over 100 yards on the ground, could have easily had three touchdowns. Of course, he took a knee at the end, rightfully so. But Hankins was tremendous, and the fact that he gained 15 pounds of muscle speaks volumes what he's been able to personally do in the offseason. You and I know his work ethic and how extraordinary of a talent he is, and he's just going to be a bull this year. I mean, he's going to be getting better and better, and their ground game, they really could have something special. You know, we'll see how they go forward with that with three great running backs. But I mean, just love what I saw with Hankins. The offensive line was pretty solid. And, and, you know, how about the fact that defense, though, in the second half, some of the adjustments they made and being able to only, you know, hold Stephen F. Austin for, I think it was a little more than 230 or 40 yards total throughout the game, something that defensive unit hadn't done since 2016 against Houston Baptist. Like I mentioned, the adjustments were big in the second half. And, you know, the fact is that's the type of game in the past they easily lose. But the way they were able to hold their own in the second half, they were able to come back, be resilient, and the fact that they ate so much clock at the end and you get, you know, a, you know Hankins a 40-yard run and then the guys scores, ultimately they stayed ahead. And that's the key is that, you know, Hardison was a good game manager. I mean, sure, he had a great all-around game. Didn't really goof for the most part. I mean, he had one big error throughout the game. The rest of the game, he looked sharp. He looked like he could truly be the leader of that team and a good game manager, and that's exactly what they need as their signal caller. Now, some people will say it's against Stephen F. Austin. You know what? Here's what I have to say. Any win for this program at this point, whether it's FCS or whatever, is a big win, considering how much they've struggled the last couple of years. As I noted before, to me, this was the type of game where you're like, here we go again. You know, they're down in the game, early in the game, and then, and then things could have gone from bad to worse. But they were able to be resilient, come back. And really, you have to like all around their facets of the game. Cowan just looked amazing. I mean, you know, he over 100 yards through the air. He could be that bread-and-butter receiver this year for the Miners. And all I have to say was, overall, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with what I saw. It was an entertaining game. Uh, you know, certainly the fans that were there, I think they were treated to a good game overall. And uh, it's going to be a tough game at Texas next week. But those are the type of games that will make you a better team overall. And I think that uh, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, we have something to look forward to going on uh, into the season. But overall, I think Miners fans should be relatively pleased by what they witnessed tonight. Hey, Brandon, always appreciate your thoughts. Thanks for getting in on the program. I really appreciate your phone call. 880-5763, number to get into the show. Brandon's right. I mean, Dion had a great game. Defensive adjustments were great. They were there for the Miners, and it was really important to see. Let's keep moving on the phone lines right now as we go to Adam on the show. 880-5763, if you want to weigh in, now is the time to do it. Adam, what's going on? Guys, how's it going? Going great. How about you, Adam? Good, good. I guess uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit more situational plays. Um, as far as the game as a whole, everything looked good. I, I think that um, UTEP has a lot more options. They can pass it. They can run it. Um, but specifically, I guess what I kind of would have liked to see a little bit more uh, in regards to when they got into the red zone was just a little bit more uh, – play calling where they mix it up instead of just knowing that they're going to go up the middle and run it. Um, felt like that was um, 
a little bit uh, predictable from last year, and, and, and I think they could have probably won probably by 21 points or more, um, you know, if they would have been a little bit more creative in the red zone. I just feel like going up the middle with a running back or putting in a quarterback that's just going to run it straight up the gut. Everybody knows what we're going to do, um, so I think we've got to get a little bit more creative with that, and I think that's going to keep us in, in games in the fourth quarter to where we could possibly pull it out in some of these conference games. Um, you know, how about a little bit of play-action rollout? You know, how about throwing the tight end, uh, the football there? Um, and so, you know, I, I, I just felt like we had run it so much um, to get it into the red zone that, um, you know, we got to keep those other teams on their heels to be able to punch it into the end zone. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I, I thought about this during the game, Adam. It's a really, really good point because the Miners need some more urgency when they go into the red zone. I want them to be more aggressive, just like you're saying, because I, I logged down the plays. You know, when we're talking about the first series that they had when they drove all the way down into the red zone, uh, first play, it was a run. Second play, run. Third play, pass to the corner to Walter Don. Didn't give him a chance to get it, so it forces a 22-yard field goal by Gavin Beckley. I go over to another one that actually worked into their benefit. It was the it was the drive that lasted 16 plays and almost 10 minutes right before the end of the first half where Gavin Hardison on first down, it was a run. Second down, run. Nothing going on there, and he pulls out a four-yard touchdown pass to Justin Garrett to cap off that 14 uh, to 10. Stephen F. Austin was still leading at this point, but it was massive for the Miners to finally just get on the board with the touchdown. That's the kind of aggression I'm talking about for the Miners moving forward uh, that I want to see for their offense. 8805763 number to get into the program. We've got some tweets to read here on the program as well. If you want to weigh in, now is the time to do it, but we'll take a timeout right now. When we come back, we're going to be announcing our Player of the Night, presented by the Oscar Arrieta All-State Agency. We're also going to be talking about the player of the game as well. And we're li- you're listening to Minor Talk, presented by Longhorn Distributing, only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Alright, this is the final segment here of Minor Talk. We're presented by Longhorn Distributing. The Miners defeat Stephen F. Austin 24-14, 880-5763-880-KROD is the number to get into the program. Let's go to Augustine, but before we get to Augustine, Augustine, I understand this is an FCS team. I understand that the Miners should definitely beat this team and that Miner fans probably shouldn't be as excited as maybe they are, but also you have to remember this is a Miner fan base that hasn't seen a win in the last 11 games. They haven't had a lot to be happy about, especially from young newcomers. So, hey, give them a, a pass here for being excited on the program today. No, uh, hell no. Giving minor times a pass for being excited for winning by 10 points, by 10 points against an FCS team, and then being down in the first half and then getting all of a sudden lucky with, with some play calling and a turnover. No, 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 no. And this is where minor fans should, should say, this this game, and everybody's going to say, oh, it's the first game of the season. Well, it was their first game of the season, too, and, and Stephen F. Austin didn't look too shabby that first half. But minors, I mean, they, you know, I'm happy they won. I'm just not happy how it happened. Because... That's not the way a Division One school should win against the FCS school. And that's the truth. And, and, and I'm sorry, and Brandon Cohn, I love Tony, he said that this is a big win. It's not a big win. It, it would be a big win if, if Stephen F. Austin would have won. But this is the W on UTEP's side was a given. And they just really choked it up the first half. I'm at, I'm happy they won. I'm just not very happy that minor fans are going to be like Cowboy fans. And just because they win one game, it's going to be, we're going to win the Super Bowl. No, people, it doesn't work like that. 
Yeah, no, I, I hear you, Augustine. Hey, it's an FCS team. The Miners still have a lot to prove this year. They also still have a, have a lot to prove against another FCS opponent that they'll have to be facing in Abilene Christian on September 19th. So, I, I, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, so I, I get your, I get where you're coming from, man. I, I understand what you're saying. Pumping the brakes here. Eight eight zero five seven six three number to get into the program. Let's go to our player of the game. It's presented by the Oscar Arietta Allstate Agency and for. The UTEP Miners, he is the insurance agent, the official insurance agent of the UTEP Miners. So when we're talking about the player of the game, come on. Do we really need to, to go forward and, and do uh, this a bunch? It has to be the hometown boy and Dion Hankins, Parkland High School graduate, El Paso's all-time leading rusher in uh, high school football history. Dion Hankins with a monster night, finishing today with 113 on the ground and a pair of touchdowns. Dion Hankins, have a night for your UTEP Minor debut. There's the snap. Here's the give. It's Hankins. Hankins at the 10. Nice. Hankins bounces outside the 5. Hankins is into the end zone. Left side. Touchdown, Miners. I'm so excited for Dion Hankins moving forward. I've been covering him since he was a sophomore running back at Parkland High School. Covered him here at Football Friday Night. And, man, Dion Hankins is now showing what he could do on Saturdays. Sal, you've got to love it. Oh, man, he's somebody that you really, really love to root for, and uh, you root even harder after you meet him because you say, this guy plays football. This you know, this is a guy who, when you meet him, just so kind, um, you know, nothing but well wishes, and then if you want to play up against him, okay, he's going to lay you on the floor. He's going to run over you, so good luck with that. But super excited for him, and uh, he's shining. He really is. 8805763 number to get into the program. Let's go to our play of the game. This is presented by Taco Avocat. You could check out their location out at 2114 North Zaragoza for fast food. Reimagine when we're talking about the play of the night. We've got to go into the second half when we saw Stephen F. Austin driving into UTEP territory. But a guy in Duran Lowe had something different in mind when Trey Self went for the end zone for the Lumberjacks. Here's Self to throw, looking left, looking, steps, throws toward the end zone, and it is intercepted! Big-time interception by Duran Low. Play of the night. It set up another UTEP drive, which was capped off by a six-yard rushing touchdown by Dion Hankins to give the Miners the 24-14 lead. 8805763 number to get into the program as we close out the first edition of Miner Talk here on the program. Sal, it was the first one. It's in the books, though, man. How, uh. how do you feel? It's gone by so fast, man. I'm super excited. Miner talk a lot easier to do when they win because we love the Miners. Plain and simple. <laughs> <laughs> hey, UTEP defeats Stephen F. Austin 24-14. to uh, We'll be right back at it next week as we see the Miners face Texas on the road September 12th in Daryl K. Royal Memorial Stadium. Until then, that's Sal Montes. I'm Adrian Brada saying so long, and thanks, thanks for listening to Miner Talk presented by Longhorn Distributing.